How deep do you want to go? I know it turns you on, but how deep into submission do you want to dive? Let's try a little thought experiment. A hypnosis of sorts. Let's see if your mind rejects what's about to be said or if it opens up and allows me to penetrate. A couple of weeks ago, I had the opportunity to meet up with Ms. Renee Lane and her partner, Butler, in New Orleans. If you've read her book, Finding Love Through Female Domination, you'll know Renee and Butler have taken things to a very intense level of DS. He willingly gave up his autonomy and serves her every desire. He's devoted himself to being her servant for life. His thoughts are shaped around what she wants. For many, this is only a fantasy, and making it full-time seems outlandish or perhaps even a bit insane. For some, it's a role-play reserved for the bedroom. They can move into that headspace only until the erotic charge has worn off, and then they go back to their everyday lives. That's fine. That's normal. Others may see the places I'm about to take you as too extreme. And I'll be the first to admit that it's simply not normal in any way to live like this. I, for one, am grateful to be one of the ones to have lost my mind to this process, but if it's not something you can get into, I fully understand. This particular podcast may not be for you. I'm going to be dividing up my content from now on. This is just a taste. I will continue to put up podcasts and articles on topics relevant to FLR for more mainstream consumption. But if you want to go off the deep end, I'll be creating content for those who want to leave the mundane behind and immerse themselves deeper into gynarchy and changing the way they perceive their life going forward. Cathex's house is my home in Colorado, but it will also be a home online for those who wish to enter it. More on that in a bit. This podcast is a peek through the gates of my private world. For people like myself and the two submissives who live with me, this is a mode of being. We've comfortably slipped into a life that others would find foreign because it makes us feel our most authentic. There can be a bit of a struggle to reconcile these wants. Oftentimes the struggle is merely logistical. Finding ways to balance functioning in the outside world when your inner world is laser focused on serving your dominant, for example. For some, they simply can't find a compatible partner. For others, there's an inner resistance, hanging on to a bit of dignity and autonomy as if they were important to your survival. Or for the dominant, a hesitance to take on the responsibility of emerging into their full power. But for many, once they discover that this life is possible, like me, they never want to go back and then they seek to take things to the logical extreme. The sheer harmony of giving into this overtakes them and they never want that feeling to go away. I know it when I meet someone with this desire. 
Being of service is one thing. Wanting to be supportive and useful. It's delightful. Having the deep need to be subjugated is another. And even deeper is the wish for ego annihilation. You get a little taste of that high when you serve, that little buzz. And when she's rough, maybe speaks to you a little harshly, switches get flipped and buttons get pushed inside of you. And when you tap into psychological masochism, it's so much more than a turn-on, isn't it? It switches from erotic to something else. It's the same reason I think people give up everything when they find a guru to follow in religious traditions. Something happens. Something otherworldly. Like a spike directly through the center of the brain. It changes how you see everything. You feel it in your body opening from your throat to your ass. Your body and mind becoming ready to receive. Some see a spiritual life as full of light. But that light isn't always pleasant, and it casts deep shadows. When we go to dark places together, it's because the cause and the source of that darkness is a light so hot and so bright that it could burn away everything we don't need. I'm going to tell you a story. It's not the kind of story for the casual kinkster looking for titillation this time. We're delving into something else here. If you aren't interested or just not ready, then stop. If you feel curious or something is drawing you in, just relax and listen. It's about a seeker who had been waiting to find a way to align himself with his shadow longings. He knew he was in for something new. She would plant seeds of ideas about his total and utter degradation. She sent middle-of-the-night missives longing to pull him into her world and make him into nothing more than an object to use and toy with. Even from a distance, he could almost feel it when she woke up all lit up, breath shallow, predatory. He'd taken the risk of telling her about his fantasies, asking her to take him places that he'd never gone. When he thought of a woman, a woman like her, who could keep him full of fear and make his obedience feel like a matter of survival, it gave him the kind of adrenaline rush one must get when about to come face to face with their own mortality like a base jumper or a firefighter walking into a blaze. He could tell it was dangerous, but that wasn't stopping him. It seemed as if she may be grooming him for something. She had been holding back, giving him space to move in her direction. Was it a crafty way to capture him? Walking backwards, slowly, staring him in the eye, daring him to step toward her. Or was she, too, a little bit afraid of what might pass between them, the way they might cause each other to lose their senses. How much of this dance was calculated to build up his need and how much was her own reticence about exploring the cruelty of which she knew she was capable. Who knows what goes through the mind of a woman with demons inside? She had warned him about the different parts of herself. 
He'd seen her switch. Sometimes she was sweet, sensual, warm. It felt good. She was engaged, interested in him and his thoughts. He spent the night cradled in her arms and slept like a baby. He felt her very real affection for him. But then there were the times when his wrists and ankles were bound in steel and his ass forced into the air. His face was pushed into the floor, her fingers slid in and out of him effortlessly, making his eyes roll back in his head with surrender. And the pain of her blows were on the edge of unbearable. As he whimpered, she only got more enthusiastic. He was not a pain slut, and she was definitely excited by his suffering. He got the impression that, if he did like it, it might even be less pleasurable for her. She was the first to bring him to tears and make him roll over on the floor, his body instinctively trying to escape. Her hands were hot when she forced him back into position to finish. She was not done until she had her fill. She was seasoned as a dominant and as a sadist, that much was apparent. She was not hesitant in the least in the moment. Those moments had only happened a few times for them. They were only play partners. But they left an impression on him that gave him the most exciting nightmares. What happened after only a few months was inexplicable. His life began to fall apart in a way that made it somehow easier for her to pull him in. He lost his job, freeing up his time. His other longtime partner left him, and his old dog, who was very much dependent on him, passed away. It was almost too much to take. Every responsibility that kept him grounded, every solid lifeline to his previous reality was falling away, and he was lost. The rug had been yanked out from under his feet, and he sat on his ass, reeling. She showed him real concern and patience as he struggled with it. He knew her well enough to know that she was too ethical to see it as an opportunity to take advantage of him. She was a compassionate and supportive friend. She took no pleasure in his emotional pain. Though she had an evil side, she wasn't interested in becoming an imprisoner of lost souls. At least, he didn't think so at the time. She did have two slaves already, at least one who professed that she'd saved his life when he was in a very difficult time. It just so happened to become convenient for him to step into this other state of being with her, without it having a huge effect on anything else. There was no one else left to answer to. Just as her interest in him began to increase, now there was no reason to resist it. No way around it. He could let go completely and see where she took him. She began sharing her plans with him. Come and live with me and become my faceless doll thing, she said. At first it felt very abstract. As he steeled himself, though, making some attempt to plan ways to slip in and out of her control, he could feel a shift within him. Like a child looking forward to Christmas morning, he would fantasize about how he would come to fear her. He'd surrender to her wrath and become repentant at anything she perceived as his wrongdoing. Wrong thoughts, wrong words, wrong attitudes, all corrected by her, adjusted to please her. Knowing he would never be worthy, 
all attachment to the mundane would be beaten out of him. No one else who saw them together would begin to understand the perpetual terror he felt at displeasing her. He would come to dread being given any ounce of autonomy, having been gradually conditioned to think of her as a god from whom there would be no escape. He could become a channel for her whims, a puppet to her plans. She would burrow so far into the core of his mind that there would be nowhere left to hide. I'm going to stop the story here before we get to the good part. Take a minute to reflect on what your body feels right now. It will tell you something of your own inclinations. This story so far is not all that explicit. It's not a play-by-play of the ways in which she dominates him. It's not an attempt to titillate those out for a kinky thrill. It's a psychological groundwork for all that comes next. If you allow it, and if you desire it, these ideas, this foundation, will start to take hold inside of you. All your own thoughts will begin to align. Every day you will think about it. Total power exchange. Becoming a character in her story. The story of a woman to whom you would sublimate yourself. It will begin to occur to you that you don't need to matter. You don't need to feel important. You don't need to feel successful or well regarded. It will sink in that none of that matters without serving her. Your ego will slowly, systematically, begin to fade into the background. You'll give up on the idea of resisting any longer. It will seem ridiculous to you that you ever thought that you should be significant. You will experience real humility. Your heart will be filled with love and admiration for her. Nothing she does to you could challenge that. And in fact, the more she degrades you, the more intense your feelings of devotion will grow because Your ego was causing nothing but discomfort before, and you would gladly give it up for the luxurious suffering she inflicts on you. This will seem controversial to some, but for the few for whom it makes sense, it will resonate in a way that will have you confessing your aspirations of subjugation. I want you to know that I see you, and I understand you. You can admit to it with me, Even if it's something you would deny to the rest of the world, I know your thoughts, and I embrace them. If it's crazy, then now you have someone to share in the madness. Welcome to my world. What happens next?